Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today we're going to talk on a really good subject about embracing your trials, the many trials in our lives that we face. Uh, many of us, we just constantly get overwhelmed with the way that we feel about the trials. Maybe we we uh, complain or we moan and groan and carry on about, oh, God, why do I have to go through this? Why am I facing this? Why what have I done? What sin have I committed that's causing me to go through this trial? You know, Satan will get on our shoulder and tell us all kinds of false information about why we're going through things so that he can make us believe something other than what we need to be believing. So today we're going to talk about what what we need to be doing in our trials and our tribulations and what it means to go through a trial. And most of all, when we understand the trials that we're facing, we need to look at them totally different and learn to embrace the trial. So we're going to start out just understanding that so many people have a difference uh, of viewpoint on the Word of God. Uh, a lot of people, especially their life that they live as a Christian, you know, we've, we've got a lot of people that's a church goer, and the church goer shows up to church and they uh, they participate in the service as in being a spectator and sitting back and and listening to the word of God as it comes in. And, you know, at the end of the service, maybe they're shaking hands with some folks and saying, hey, that was a great service. I really like the message. That preacher, boy, he sure can preach. And, uh, you know, that's usually the extent of their uh, word of God for the week. And there's, a, there are, there's the people that are the child of God that has the child of God experience. And the difference is the child of God instead of just listening to the word that is preached to them, the child of God experiences the word by getting into the word and reading it for themselves. And, and listen, there is a big difference in the way that we put the word into us. There is a, um, you know, we have gates in our mind. We got gates in our body on the way that stuff inputs. And when we're listening to something, it goes in. But when we talk it and we read it, you know, it, it becomes, we become a conduit for it. So it, it goes in our mind, in our eyes, and we speak it and it comes out through. So if we speak it, it has to pass through us. And when it passes through us, it takes a better root and it takes a, a, a better uh, hold of our life and it sinks in better. So the people that just sit and listen to the word of God and, and don't really activate the word of God inside of them, they never really get to experience God's word and his touch, uh, his His help, his anointing at the level that they could really experience it at if they were participating in the word of God by actively reading it and uh, performing the word of God. You, you know, I guess performing is not a really good word, but uh, activating the word, being a doer of the word, as the, as the Bible says. So let me explain to you the anointing that spawns so much of God's goodness in our lives doesn't come from just hearing the word. The, the Bible does say faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God, but the anointing that spawns the God's goodness in your life is not just hearing because when you have faith in the word of God that comes from hearing the word of God, you act on the word of God. And when we act on the word of God, we begin to read it for ourselves. 
and we're no longer just hearing it, we're reading it, we're speaking it, we're acting it, we are living it. And then we want to, uh, we're not only just hearing it from someone else, it, it becomes that experience through ourself. And then we have this desire to read the Word of God. We get this uh, unction in our spirit to digest it, soak in it. Uh, I guess lack of better words, to be totally consumed by the Word of God. And when we are consumed by the Word of God, that that makes a massive change in the way that we have an outlook on life. We, we see things different. We act different. We face tragedies different. We face our uh, trials and tribulations in this life different. When we have uh, the con- the consumed, uh, when our when our body, when our spirit, when our mind, will, and emotions is consumed by living the Word of God, those that are hearers of the Word can never come close to the experience one gets when they are consumed and overtaken by the Word of God. So, you know, when you uh, you know, a lot of people, and and I'm a Taekwondo instructor also, so I want to give a kind of an example here to kind of help you with this. I have a lot of people that comes through my classes over the years, and as they come through these classes, they they really like the idea of becoming a black belt in Taekwondo. They really like the idea of being a really good fighter and and maybe going to tournaments and winning first place trophies and and things like that. They enjoy thinking about what things would be like if they were a black belt in Taekwondo. So, but when it comes down to the good meat and potatoes, so to speak, where the rubber meets the road, and they've got to get into the gym, they got to get into what we call the dojang, the school. When they have to get into the school and study and work and sweat and maybe get a bruise or two from time to time and wear their bodies out and and leave exhausted because of studying and working and putting time and effort and uh, just investing themselves into the training to become that black belt, it really doesn't sound that important anymore. So they continue to tell their little talking points of how they would love to be a black belt. You know, I'm, I'm taking Taekwondo. I'm in this class. You know, I've got black belts in my class. You know how people like to tell those stories? We've got people in our class that's just so phenomenal. They're just really good. They're awesome. My, my instructor's great. This, this black belt in my class is great. This, 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 but it's never me. Why? Because I'm not the one putting in the work. So I divert the way that I talk to make sure that I tell people I'm part of it, but I'm not really the one doing the work. I hope you understand that because that's exactly where Christianity is at when people just sit on the sidelines and they like to enjoy watching a preacher jump, spit, snot, scream, holler, speak in tongues, you know, run all over the church and, and really give this really good anointed message. And they enjoy that and they can go out and say, hey, Man, my pastor's this, man, he's just so anointed. You'll love the way he preaches. You know, if if you want a really good church, you need to come to my church and and this and that and just talk about oh the associate pastor, oh the Sunday school teacher, oh, we had a move of the spirit that you, you ought to saw so and so when the power of God got on them. But it's never a personal testimony. And that personal testimony is never told to the point of Oh, you should have saw how God worked on me the other day. You can't believe, I, I just couldn't believe it. 
you know, his anointing come over me and he just did this and he did this. And, you know, because I've been reading in the word and I've been seeking his face and I've been praying and, you know, we don't hear those testimonies anymore because there's so few people that wants to do anything more than be part of, but not be into. And I hope you understand that because it takes sacrifice. The faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then James says we have to be doers of the word. We've got to get into the word and whatever the word tells us to do, we have to be doing it and acting on the word and letting the word change us and transform us. You see, too many of us want to become a Christian and ask God to come in and just take care of our issues and then see him like, you know, that, uh, I don't know what's the name of that TV show. It just came onto my mind. Uh, oh, Bewitched, where this really nice witch, she'd just twinkle her nose and you'd hear that twinkle, twinkle, twink, and then poof, something would just happen. Or maybe uh, waving a wand like some of these cartoons do. They wave this, they wave a wand and then poof, somebody changes into or Cinderella, when the guy waved the wand and the pumpkin turned into a carriage. We, we get these issues going on in our life, and we want God to handle those issues like that. Hey, I'm going to come to Christ. I'm going to come to Jesus. I'm going to go down to the altar and give my heart to the Lord. And when I give my heart to the Lord, I'm going to pray and ask him to fix this. And then poof, when I get up from the altar, everything's puppies and roses. Well, that's not the way that God does things. Because... Too many people uh, want to simply be translated into their destiny God has for them or translated into their purpose. And what I mean by that is that poof, there it is type of mentality. They don't want to go through some things to get to what God has for them. And, uh, you know, uh, just a kind of a, another personal, and, you know, I'm doing a lot of personal stuff in this message today, but God called me to preach when I was 12 years old and I was uh, in the altar and my pastor was in the altar and I knew the anointing of God had spoken to me. I knew God's spirit had spoken to me and my pastor came over, you know, long story short, he verified it too by secondary verification. The spirit spoke to him and came and told me that he knew that I was called and anointed to God to preach the gospel. Now in my mind as a 12 year old, I thought he was going to step out of the pulpit next Sunday morning and let me preach the gospel and let me preach the service that morning. That was my mentality. Oh, God called me. Poof, boom, I'm a pastor. No, what happened was 10 years later, I started doing missionary work. It wasn't next week. It wasn't the week after that. It was 10 years later. I was 21, 22 years old, and I made my first missionary trip into Mexico, and and I started preaching in a foreign country and started doing evangelism work and things like that. And lo and behold, it was years and years of going through things and going through trials and going through training. And, and God put me through a Christian school to where I had to study every book of the Bible and uh, pass a test on every chapter in the Bible in order to graduate school. So there was lots of things that I went through. So I wasn't just poof translated into being a preacher. Why? Because I needed to be prepared for what God had set me up for. And so when people people hear that God will fix things in their lives, they feel as if they can believe uh, believe the word of God and then God will just poof, there it is, and, and things are done. But God loves us enough to not be in the translating business. He, he doesn't just translate people and then not allow them to go through some things because 
He's in the transformation business. And let me give you the difference between that. When God directs us into a calling or, or tells us something he's going to do for us, most of the time, we're going to have to go through the transformation process so that God can develop us well enough so that we are able to step into what he is taking us into. If we don't have the training and the, the knowledge and all the experience to step into what he's calling us for, we're not going to be able to sustain that. We, we can't just sustain from a poof, there it is mentality. We need to be gradually seasoned for the purpose that God has created us to feel. So sometimes that means getting stepped on. Sometimes that means going some things and going through some stuff that gets us broken or maybe crushed, etc. You know, we when we start to get broken and stepped on and crushed, we start complaining. You know, that's one of the worst things that happens in the church. Oh, so and so just said this to me or or this happened to me this week and I just don't understand why God is uh allowing me to go through this or that old devil, he's on my back again. You know, when the church starts complaining, most of the time they, their immediate thought is to give the credit for what they're going through to the devil. They want to give, oh, this, this I know this has got to just be the devil on my back because things are going bad right now. You know, we need to stop that. Church, you need to get the mentality that you need to realize that sometimes these trials you are going through is God setting you up for glory. It's God setting you up for something really big and something important in your life to promote you and set you up on something that he wants you to be doing. And he needs you to go through some tests to see how you're going to handle them. And if you are constantly complaining and giving the devil credit for something God's doing, guess what? You're going to have to repeat that test. And nobody likes to fail a test and go back through it, fail a test and go back through it. It's it's something that nobody likes to do. And we, we need to get to the place that we have a spiritual mentality to realize, hey, this trial that I'm going through, I'm going to find something in the Bible that tells me how to get through it. I'm going to find something in the Bible. And the main thing I'm going to do, God, I thank you that even though I'm going through a tough time, I know that you're with me. God, I thank you that even though this trial is getting me down, that you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. God, I thank you that while I'm going through this trial, that your love, your grace, your mercy is here to watch over me and your hand is here to protect me. And you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I know that I'm coming out of the other side of this because your word says that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So we got to understand God's taking us through something. It's not the devil putting something on your back. It's God taking you through something. Even if you're 60, 70, 80 years old and you've been in the church for 50 years or more, God still puts us through tests. He still puts us through things to elevate us into his into the category that he needs us to work in for the next season. We're not always called to one place and then work in that one place in God's kingdom forever. Nobody does that. Very seldom in your life will you ever see a pastor stay at one church for year after year after year after year after year. Why? Because God needs to put a pastor in a church for a season sometimes to help him restore something that is broken in that church. And then once that one thing is restored, God moves that pastor that's good and has a talent at restoring that thing 
he moves him to the next church to help that church while he brings somebody back into this first church that's good at restoring and helping fix something else so that that congregation can be mended over time by various experts, by various leaders that God brings in. God moves us from season to season to season in various things in our life. So we're always going to go through trials. We're always going to face a test in our life for God to set us up for the next assignment that he has for us. So if you really knew what was happening to you in your trial, you would simply just pray for the strength to endure it, knowing what was coming out on the other side of it all. You wouldn't complain. You wouldn't moan. You wouldn't gripe. You just pray and give God thanks and give him glory for God. I know that you've got something else that you're going to do for me or else I wouldn't be going through this test. You know, if God wasn't the one doing it, Satan wouldn't be bothering you. Satan wouldn't be aggravating you if you was on his side. Satan wouldn't be putting pressure on you if if you was being set up for something to fail because Satan's not going to, he's not going to hinder your failure. You've got to understand that. Satan's not going to get in the middle of, oh, they're about to fall on their face, so I'm going to just sit back and enjoy this because they're not helping the kingdom of God at all. No, when God's putting you through some things and God's putting you through a test and he's seasoning, seasoning you for something, Satan knows about it. <coughs> See, I... Now let me let me give you a little story here again real quick, and I love these personal stories, so I'm going to tell you another one about my childhood. My parents used to have a, um, a really long grapevine in their orchard, and all through the summer, I, I always ran barefooted in the yard. I very seldom had a pair of shoes on growing up, um, but at times I'd often just run by that grapevine and sit there and eat grapes and just kind of walk up and down that grapevine and, and pop grapes in my mouth and eat them, and boy, those... those uh, Concord grapes were so good, and uh, more often than not, I'd find myself out there barefooted, uh, walking by that grapevine and just step on grapes that had fallen off the vine. And uh, so, if you've ever been barefooted and walked on grapes, and you and uh, you just felt this really squishy feeling, you maybe you felt that pop, and then all of a sudden this grape burst out, and the juice burst out of the skin, and this little slimy feeling in between your toes, maybe. Uh, you you know that it's really uh, really awkward to go through that feeling, and it's it's it, you know it could be a really nasty feeling sometimes. But I would do that often when I was out there, and just just have my mind so set on the fruit on the vine that I wouldn't see the fruit on the ground, and I would step on it, and it would squish through my feet. That the skin of the grape would pop, and then the grape would come out and squish all over me. But See, when you're going through trials and the world seems like it's pressing down on you until you're about to pop, that's the time when you need to be turning to the Word of God. That's the time to be in prayer, spending time with the Father and basting in His glory. You see, just like a grape fills up with fruit and the juices from its growth process, it can be painful for us to grow too fast in that translate me stage, so to speak. That poof, there it is, and translate me in because... What happens when fruit grows too fast, it gets too much growth and it bursts open. And then the fruit on the inside of the skin that protects that fruit and all those juices is exposed to the devourer. And the birds, foxes, birds, etc., they come and eat the fruit because of the open wound on the fruit. Nobody wants to grow so fast that they have burst open, open wounds on themselves and the devourer can come in and they're vulnerable to the devourer. 
But when we grow in due season, trusting the Lord with our lives and our spiritual growth, that transformation process stimulates properly and healthy growth in the fruit. And it's a much better tasting fruit in the end because it has spent more time on the vine ripening. And so, uh, church, you got to see just as trust uh, a trusting follower in Jesus Christ, we should always understand that the pains of trials, that being broken, that getting stepped on, that being crushed from, from time to time, that's part of God's ultimate scheme against the enemy. He said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. You know it's coming. You've wanted to be Christ-like. That's what being a Christian is all about. So if you want to be Christ-like, you've got to understand there's trials going to come. Jesus was tempted by the devil himself in the wilderness. He was put through trials. And God puts us through trials to season us to be prepared so that when the enemy attacks, that we've got the right spiritual mindset. We've got the right spiritual wisdom to be able to overcome those. So he's got to set us up. He's got to put us through some boot camps, through some training, through some special classes as he trains us and teaches our spirit to operate and function in his kingdom. So when we get stepped on and broken, that pressure that fills us up, that uh, f we start filling us, uh, it starts breaking forth to come open. So the spirit of God inside of us should come flowing like a river of sweet water when we burst open. His goodness should explode from our innermost being and cause a sweet aroma to consume the atmosphere around us when pressure is put on us and cause us to burst open. Whatever's inside of you, whatever is the most important thing that you spend your time on, whatever it is that you contemplate on most of the time in your life is inside of you. And when pressure's put on you, it should come out. And so if you are filled with the Spirit of God, if you're filled with His Word, if you're filled with His glory and you're filled with His anointing, when Satan puts that pressure on you, when these trials and tribulations are put on you, if it's a trial that God puts on you, or if it's something that a test that you're going through that God has allowed Satan to do, no matter which one it is, when these pressures attack you, when this stuff comes against you and you feel the pressure, you feel the weight of the world coming down on you, whatever is inside of you is going to come out. So if you're full of bitterness, if you're full of hatred, if you're full of complaining, because that's what you always do when things get bad, complaining and moaning and groaning is going to come out. But praise God, if you are full of the Spirit of God, if you are full of His Word, if you've been studying His Word, if you've been praying and seeking His face and seeking the Holy Spirit, and you are full of God's glory and full of His presence, when the pressure comes on you and that outside skin pops, then all of a sudden God's glory, His anointing, God's Spirit spreads around and everyone around can see what's inside of you and they can see God living out of you and that can testify to so many people in your life to let them know that when pressure is put on you, that's when you excel the most. Why? Because you are not run by yourself. You are not run by your flesh, but you are ran by the Spirit of God that has anointed you and called you and placed you in the place where you are for such a time as this. And that's why we should get in the Word of God. That's why we should seek His face. That's why we should follow the anointing of God and let Him direct our paths and not get caught up in all the gloom, doom, and despair and all the stuff that goes on in this world and try to let that dictate the outcome of our lives because God allows us to go through these things for His glory, for His purpose, 
for praising him and for anointing him so that other people can see that when they go through trials, when they go through tribulations, God can use it for his glory and get them out on the other side. And when you come out on the other side, all that fruit, all that greatness that God put in you is such a magnificent benefit to all the other people around you that they can feed off the spiritual strength that has come bursting out of you because of you being faithful to God's word. So we should get to the place where we anticipate that moment that Satan puts pressure on us. When we see that Satan's come against us, we should just anticipate it and have anxiety of what's on the way, knowing that if he had any sense at all, knowing that if Satan had any kind of brain in his head at all, he would stop pushing a child of God to the point that they burst open because he knows that when he pushes a child of God too hard, bam, the word of God comes out. The anointing of God comes out. The glory of God comes out. And people around them, right in the immediate area, people that's within contact, people that's within hearing of their words, they get touched by God because of the anointing inside of them. And Satan helped make it happen by putting too much pressure on them. So anticipate the moment that Satan comes against you. Look forward to the days that you go through trials and praise God to let him know, God, I know that when I come out on the other side of this, not only am I going to be blessed, but somebody else is going to be blessed because you've allowed me to be in this moment for such a time as this. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to let you know that God is out there for you. And if you get the right mindset and the right spiritual education in your head, you will become someone that is so sold out to God that the, the, the God of this world, Satan himself, he cannot touch you. He cannot bring harm to you. All he can do is cause you to continue to excel in God's word. He can cause you to grow spiritually. He can cause you to be pushed further and further into the throne room of God, but he cannot touch him. The Bible says that no harm shall come near your dwelling, that you should not touch my anointed or do my prophets no harm. But God also said, no man can snatch you out of my hands. When Satan tries to come against you, everything that you do, at that moment determines what the outcome is going to be. You can murmur and complain and go deeper into the hole, or you can praise God and read God's word and say, I'm looking forward to what's coming out on the other side of this because I trust God. I'm seeking God's face and I know he's got something in store for me because of what I'm going through right now. Hallelujah. If that's you, I just want to pray with you this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for the listeners that's listening today. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your word and the truth that you teach us every day. God, I pray that if anyone out there that is listening to this podcast is going through some things right now, God, I pray that you touch their mind, transform their situation, Lord. Let them understand that what they're going through can very well be the test that you're setting them up for glory for you to be able to magnify your name through their situation, God. Lord, I just pray that you help them understand that, that their mind be opened up, that their eyes of their understanding be enlightened, Lord. God, that you touch them and anoint them and, and drive them deeper into your word and closer to you in the name of Jesus so that when they come out on the other side of this, they'll be spiritually stronger, they'll be spiritually wiser, and they'll be stronger and more equipped to face the things in this world that you have called them out to do. God, I thank you so much. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask this, and we glorify your name for your word. Amen. Praise God. I want to thank you for tuning in again, and, and God bless you today. God bless you as you go through your week, and I hope to see you on the next one. 
Hello everyone, I want to talk to you just a second about how important it is to get your daily diet for your spirit through the Word of God. I know that we put a lot of podcasts out there and we're giving you a lot of the Word, but if you don't have a copy of the Bible, you need to find yourself one and start reading it on a daily basis. There's nothing more important for your walk with Jesus Christ than reading the Word of God every single day. If you don't have one, find you one and get out there and start reading the Word of God. It is your spiritual food. Thank you.